On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Drop it back. Borussia flicks it on. There, somebody goes down. Oh, and we've got a penalty. A penalty. Lowry. It is Lowry. Knocked down Troisi, who came racing past. It was kind of one of those slow motion penalties. We'll have to look on a replay. Lowry's not arguing. No one's arguing. I think he may have slipped. Brisha in that familiar stance, hands on hips, staring down Lowry, or uh, ready. Here's Barisha waiting for the signal and the whistle. Here he comes, sends it in, Ready gets a piece of it, saves it, off the bar. Oh, he's making a habit of it. Barisha went to the left corner low, Ready got a hand to it, it bounced off the post. This could be a two-on-one chance if it touched, can't let him down. Opportunity now, two-on-one. Oh, and out oh, comes Reddy, but we've got a penalty. We do have a penalty. Peter Green has come in, and that's... This, oh, and this, this is more interesting, this one. Absolute mess of it. So we got another penalty. 58th minute, Barisha steps up. Missed last time. He went left. Oh, the mind games. He went low and left. This time, he goes right and scores. Barisha on the board. Does not miss now, and victory have taken a 1-0 lead. See what Marinkovic can do. This wall doesn't look very well set up it's at the moment. isn't it? Here we go. Outside the D. Sends it in. Oh! And that is magnificent. Just as we discussed. He is a set-piece specialist. Neboisa Marinkovic. And that was quality. It's 1-1. Trying to go backwards to get something set up. The crowd's yelling at him. Here's an attack now by hey, Pearl. And a chance out of Taggart. Taggart has scored. Just like that. Wow. Perth lead it 2-1. And Adam Taggart, we accused him of having a bit of a snooze in the first half. But he's answered the call here in the second half with his seventh goal of the season. And just like that, Perth, Gory have a 2-1 lead. G'day, everyone, and welcome to the Four Diego's final whistle here in 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Thanks to Ed Wyatt and Clint Bolton and a fantastic call uh, that's the SEN call team doing a wonderful job calling the game for you tonight. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on this uh, Saturday night and uh, Vinny Venezuela. Why do you have to bad. sound so chirpy, Rodrigo? Oh, because well, our <laughs> listeners, upsetting. Our listeners, it's upsetting. Ex- our listeners expect a bit of, uh, you know, a bit of upping the ante um, because you're, I know that you're <laughs> upset at the mm, moment. Not happy. Carlos Alberto Diego, welcome to you. How are you there, Rodrigo? Um, I'm indifferent because the game oh. was the winner tonight. <laughs> and, was it? Uh, it was a, look, it was, was an it? awful game, but the game was the winner tonight. <laughs> yes. Okay, if it's a game, and I don't barrack for either side, the game was the winner, Wasn't Rodrigo. Wasn't Perth your team at the start? Of, didn't they? Yeah, I was doing the Yoshi. I think I went to Perth, and I went to Newcastle. I went to Central Coast. I think I, I barracked for them for one week. You, uh, Adelaide. Why? You're Wellington this week. Yeah, yeah, Wellington. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, look, I'm a bit of a... Anyway, what happened to Yoshi? Yeah, well, we should be talking know. about that later on. Let's talk about Yoshi a little bit later on. But uh, I want to just say, right off the right off the bat here, happy birthday to Warren Diego <laughs> tonight. It's a yes. big, big one. Do you want me to... Yeah. Uh, do you want me to say it, Warren? Happy you birthday to you. Rodrigo. 50 years old 
today. Yep. Today. Fitty. And you've made the big effort, mate, and you're in here, so many happy returns, Yeah, Warren. thank you. And um, I'll tell you, yep. I couldn't have got a better birthday <laughs> present. <laughs> Seriously. Like a, we had a bit of a gathering last night. That yep. was fun. But for Victory to lose yep. twice mm. in the week of my birthday... <laughs> I'll tell you what, yep. that's a gift that just keeps on giving. It was more than good for football tonight, Carlos. It was the it was a yep. showcase. Yep. In know? fact, your speech last night that went for about five hours. <laughs> it did. Um, and you bagged him a bit too. You, you kind of yeah, I was murmuring in the background. Yeah, 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 I was yeah, sort yeah. of sniping you in the background <laughs> very quietly. Uh, I cried when your wife spoke. Oh, yeah, yes, I yes. cried when your daughter spoke. Oh, yes. And your yes. mum, who read <laughs> who read four pages about your life. I love that. Yes. But when you spoke, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, and and you, when you mentioned that you hoped that victory would lose in your speech last night. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. he did. That's when Vinny walked out. <laughs> yeah, if you'd like to text your uh, uh, happy birthday <laughs> yeah, message birthday, to Warren. Victory on... fans out there who I know love me. Yeah. Well, they love they me. And... They would. Get in and give me a birthday wish and tell me what you think on the way through. Right. By the way, not only did I walk out, there's a reason why your flat screen TV isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> Send us a text message on 0433981116. It's a big one and he's done made a fantastic effort to be in the studio tonight. Uh, and give us a call tonight yeah. at 94291116. Tonight's show is brought to you by Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing and the Northern Football Academy at St Monica's College in Epping. As it was, Perth Glory defeated Melbourne Victory 2-1 tonight. Barisha scoring uh, a penalty um, uh, just after half-time. Then Marinkovic in the 77th minute and Taggart in the 84th minute in front of uh, a crowd of 11,271 at NIB Stadium. Uh, Warren Diego, Mm. so, you know, you're joking, surely, that you feel great that Victory (laughs) lose. No, no, I'm not joking. (laughs) I'm, I'm genuinely feeling good. Look, again... I'll counsel victory fans on what this is like because I've been through it many times with <laughs> Melbourne City. Okay, it's disappointing. And instantaneously your re- reaction is one of aggression, you know, of anger, of frustration. And, and look, I dare say we'll get a lot of victory fans tonight that will talk about the offside of Marco Rojas, the disallowed goal that would have killed the game at 2-0. Let's face it. I've faced Bruno Fornaroli missing two penalties in a game. The missing of the penalties is the thing that cost Melbourne victory. And Borussia should have scored and it should have been game over. You comparing Melbourne victory right now, what they're going through two losses in a row, to Melbourne City oh, slash absolutely. Heart. You comparing no, them, I, I are you? you? It's a slippery slide, you, you Melbourne are, victory. You are joking. Victory will beat Sydney next week in the Big Blue. Oh, okay. They'll no beat worries. Sydney next week in the Big Blue. There you go. Big call by Carlos Alberto Diego very early on in the night. And it was an earlier game tonight, of course. Uh, Brisbane Raw defeated Wellington Phoenix 1-0 tonight. So, so boys, 9429-1116, just quickly off the text message. Happy birthday, Warren. How good is it that victory lose twice in one week and Stevie G is back at Liverpool? Oh, yeah, it's as a youth coach. I think he's coaching. I think Stevie G might be starting off at the under-11s yep. at, uh, at Melwood. But... Yep. Uh, He's back, and he I saw a full kit. He was already in the kit, and he already had SG, you yep. know, as all the coaches do. So it is, it is a great week. And, yeah, there's um, a little bit of footage of uh, their little training session where they're all slipping <laughs> yeah. all over the place. Just quietly, you know, does he sit down and, we, we know, with, with people in charge, and they say, listen, Steve, we, we've looked at things, and we're going to give you the 11s. And, and you get excited <laughs> yeah. about that. Yeah. Think, Hold on, I'm CVG. You're giving me the under 11s. No, the but they're 11s. saying but in, in 11 years' time, this ah. team's going to win the – the champions. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'll be with them. So all he's got the, the long term project. Absolutely. Yep. Hey, boys, let's get into this now. And uh, what did you, 
Carlos, we'll start with you. What did you make of Victory's performance today, tonight? It was tied. It was scrappy. Uh, look, it, it, it wasn't a fluent game at all. Uh, it was a team, I felt, that was put together just to try and get something over there. Of course, they had five changes before the game. Uh, all of them were, according to Kevin Musker before the game, all of them were necessary because of tiredness. Gary was out suspended. Uh, there might have been a, a few little tweaks with injury here and there. It was just a team. I don't think the performance really mattered much to them at all. It was part, it was the end leg of this massive, you know, travel that they had to do over the last week or so. Um, and, you know, they're a team that uh, has had a, a fairly, you know, big um, amount of workload this January also. So um, I just think it was just put together to get a result over there. And in the end, they ran out of legs. I, I thought for most of the game, up, for, up until about 60 minutes, uh, if there was Anyone more dominant than the other was probably Victory. Uh, Perth had their moments, but really it was just a scrappy Victory game. Victory were cleaner in terms of opportunities. Yeah, but, yeah, but it, was, it, was it, was, game, it was scrappy. It was scrappy. The quality, especially the first half, was awful. And uh, But look, I, I thought that that didn't matter to the players at all. It was just a matter of trying to get something out of the game, and they, they very nearly did. Uh, but really, I think we'll find that, uh, you know, yes... Wellington wasn't a great result for them uh, or a performance, and tonight wasn't a great result or a performance from them. But it was almost like they had to get these two games out of the way, so they're now focusing on Sydney. Well, you know, the game was marginally better than what they they sort of produced at Wellington. That was that was sickeningly yep. upsetting, <laughs> and uh, today's result <laughs> is just upsetting. Yeah, but, but I will yeah. say this, and you know, it's a game where you've got to take your chances, and that's the cliche. And when you get given a penalty or two, you've got to put them away. Unfortunately, Big Bess yeah, Vinny, didn't do it tonight. Vinny, you're not a hater, generally. But in the green room... <laughs> you were hating. Yeah, you were hating, Berisha. I mean, is it too yes. tough? I know, I, know, I know in the run sheet, Rodrigo has the point. Can we, can we be too tough on a guy who's missed, you know, is being judged on one kick? I mean, was he the reason why they lost that game? On the scoreboard, yes, if he scored, it would have been. But, you know, can... You know, can you really throw all the blame on on one kick, one person? By the oh, way, who, does, who yeah, then had the courage? Who then had the courage to come in later on at a critical time and after a, a, yep. a penalty that was earned by John uh, um, Troisi, James Troisi, uh, ended up putting something away. So uh, you know, I don't know. I, 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 being, so, a, being a person who took three penalties in his whole career and missed yeah. all three, <laughs> yeah. I have sympathy for Barisha. I know that the penalty is a difficult thing to take, Carlos. I, I know that. I know that Barisha showed amazing resilience to, to, to take the second one and, and slot it in because there'd be lots of pressure. There's pressure on him all the time, but he gets paid for the pressure and he's a striker and he gets paid. to. That's his specialty. Scoring is his specialty. And I'm not going to – it's bad luck, but I'm upset yeah. about the fact that it didn't go in I wish he'd taken a better penalty, though. I, you know, I just I'm a firm believer that they've got to be high and in that little corner bit yeah. where the cobwebs You've got are. To go low or high, and they don't go. <laughs> you don't go in the middle at the. About how, many, the... how many penalties have you taken in your career? <laughs> oh, look, I've ridden a few home, Carlos. <laughs> I haven't taken many, but it just seems to me that you look, know sometimes when the penalties, you know, it depends on the, the psychology of the, of the player taking the penalty. You're looking, you know, when you're confident, you put the ball down. The goalkeeper looks like a midget, and the goals look like a big barn door, right? Yeah. You can put it anywhere, and you can even chip it over the, the diving midget if you want, right? But then, when you're, when you're actually got, lacking a bit of confidence, or you're unsure, or you're facing the shed like Barisha did, mm. suddenly 
the goalkeeper looks like a like a giant. And the uh, and, they, and when and, they and go the and when the goalkeeper makes himself big, bigger, Carlos. it's like there's no room. I mean, there's just no room. And uh, there was one player who was actually talking about how he felt when he was out of form. He was given the chance to take a penalty, and he reckons the goals look like a little door. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the guy was like a was a was a behemoth, you know, yeah. uh, in in goals. And was uh, it the Canberra keeper. Yeah, I can't remember. It was a really great description of how he felt when he was out of form and he was asked to take a penalty. So, look, it's the psychology around it. But then, you know, you get some players who, like John Aloisi, we had, you know, the rewound back to his, uh, you know, uh, interview back score. in 2005. You know, it, such an, it was the most important kick in Australian football history. And when he was waiting in the centre circle, this is against Uruguay, obviously, back in 2005 to get us to the World Cup for the first time in 32 years. And Viduka had just missed before him. And at the centre circle, he knew what he was going to do. He knew he was going to score. And, in fact, he knew where he was going to run after he scored. <laughs> That's how he, he visualised it. And he reckoned he had no problem uh, just walking up there, putting it down and slotting it away. I've said, it, I've said this before on this show, but I'm a firm believer in defenders taking the penalties for this reason. First of all, the psychology of the penalty and the pressure on a striker because the, pres- the striker is made to score goals is a little bit greater, whereas... If you give it to the defender who's just... Uh, who can't kick. Who can't. He's just going <laughs> to kick it hard. You know they're just going to kick it hard. Yeah, I don't know. And so it's going to be more forgiving if they miss it because oh, he's a defender. Yeah. He's not meant to score goals. Yep. But he's going to kick it hard. So that's why I quite liked Tony Vidmar's penalty in that shootout yep. uh, way back when because he just put it through the net as well. Yeah, but I think all, I think all the and other penalty the takers... Look... Uh, if the Duke miss, yeah, it's funny because some of the, do miss, Vinny. Yeah, some of the some of the coaches out Hence there don't point. even have, don't even talk about who's taking penalties before the game or in the lead up to a big game. Um, they just go up. You know, when it goes to extra time and penalties, they go up to the players, the whole team, who feels confident, and you know, the goalkeeper put his hand up, the right back, the centre forward, or no one <laughs> puts their hand up. Uh, so it's sometimes it's just how, the philosophy around it is really interesting. If anyone's out there and they've got a philosophy about penalty taking, because I don't agree with Vinny as far as uh, the defenders only, because you know there's some great strikers who just love it. Fauna Riley, there's no way he could miss three in a, in a game, but he'll want to take the fourth, and that's a good thing. Well, why not? He's got you know. I mean, the guy. Look, it it, it might backfire, but in that game uh, against Perth, was it? He missed two. He missed two. He scored one and scored another one. Yeah, missed one, yeah. missed one, scored one, missed again. Yeah, when, that's right. When there's a penalty shootout, any any time, I always expect the big-name players to stuff. I, it wouldn't surprise me if they stuff up. More because, pressure on them. Because I think there's just more pressure mm. on them, and they're mm. aware of it. I don't Vinny, know. That's just me. The way you're feeling right now, <laughs> can you find it in yourself to congratulate Liam Reddy for a, an excellent save? Good on you. Yeah, good on him. Good on him. He did his job. He's yeah. not in the tooth, and he's doing he's doing what he needs to do. So, yeah. you know, kudos to him. Hey, give us a call tonight on nine four two nine eleven sixteen. It is the final whistle. Tell us what you thought about uh, Victory's performance. Are they just overloaded with too much travel, a too big a schedule, which we'll talk about a little bit more? Now, tell us what you think about Barisha's Is penalty. that only an excuse to travel and well, overload and tide? Is that only an excuse? Is or? it just an excuse? Yes. What do you think? Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Uh, Jeff in New South Wales. Uh, happy birthday, Warren. Sounds like... Uh, there was a bigger crowd at yours last night. Fans in the Victory Football Media, led by the Four Diegos, loved mocking the Wanderers when they struggled with the extra demands of the ACL. Now it's your turn. Ha ha ha! There's Jeff in Blacksley. Oh, you there know, you go. I know, I'm you, surprised you, I didn't invite Jeff to my party. Really, <laughs> he sounds like a man I could really get on well with. Jeez, I can't Jeff. Re- I, I, 
You did, Carlos. I, I'm just trying to think back because I'll admit it if I did. Um, and maybe I did, but they're professional footballers. And my view on what's happening to victory right now, and if, if you know, people are talking about how tired they are and stuff like that, for me, they're professional footballers. They would have, been, they would have had a look at the calendar you know, four or five weeks ago and worked a way of making sure the boys would be up for the Wellington game and also up for the Perth game. And that may have meant squad rotation. So it's not like this just happened overnight and suddenly they've been caught on. They've been working towards this and, and managing their training loads up until this point in time. They've taken they've got, blood lactate levels, got, red zone yeah, heart they've rates. Got, uh, you know, uh, they've got sports science. <laughs> urine now. testing. They, they, just, and the they, they just forgot to practice penalties. <laughs> <laughs> sports scientists rock up to victory training with the white coats on. They've got the stethoscope <laughs> and they've got the white coats and they've got their little test tubes too. I mean, it's all science these days. They're up yeah. icing their bodies, yeah. going for they're – the, uh, they're in the ice baths. Yeah. They're doing uh, contrast water therapy. Yep. Yep. No excuses and for they're victory, doing, really. They're doing high-altitude training just for the hi- – They're in the hyperbaric just in chamber. Yeah. Just in case we get called to Bolivia or Peru. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, tonight, Mel- if you just joined us, Perth Glory defeated Melbourne Victory 2-1 tonight uh, in front of 11,271 at NIB Stadium. Marie, who's a Victory fan through and through. Hey, guys, I tipped Perth Glory at home, so she wasn't confident at all. It's 23 past 10. Now give me a beat. Vinny's Best on Ground. With thanks to Best on Plumbing, Victoria's trusted plumbing and drainage experts, if they've got you covered, if you need a plumber or somebody to check out your drains, they've been around for 26 years or so. Check them out at beston.net.au or call 1300 Best on. Vinny, who was Best on? Well, I was going to give it to uh, Best at Barisha, but uh, that was just <laughs> <laughs> defeat everything. I gave it to Castro in the end because he's just such a danger player mm. and he's just so polished and beautiful to watch and um you know he's good for the game he's good for the game over there and uh you know that little thing he did in the second half getting around um yeah. broxham i think it was was a was a little bit the of back beauty. hill net mu- nut, uh, nutmeg i think yeah, it was i don't was know a, what it's got it's, it's got yeah. a name i don't know the castro yeah, probably <laughs> so yeah. okay my yeah. best not? player is castro Why not? just to show that i'm I can rise above my bitterness. Yes. Nice one. There's Vinnie Venezuela's uh, Best on Ground with thanks to Best on Plumbing. Hey, as we go to the break, let's check in with Brett Phillips at Melbourne Park. Thanks for joining us on this Saturday night final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Perth Glory defeated Melbourne Victory tonight Yahoo! 2-1 over there at NIB Stadium. <laughs> Barisha scoring a penalty. Marinkovic and Taggart uh, scoring the two winners for Perth Glory at NIB Stadium, as I said, in front of 11,200 and 71 Good people. Good crowd. Very, not a bad crowd at all there, Warren. Um, Brisbane Raw, earlier in the day, uh, defeated Wellington Phoenix 1-0. Ooh, that, was, that was hard to watch. Was hard I to watched. Watch. I enjoyed it. Why? I don't know. I just thought that Brisbane were plucky. and uh, you well, know, They needed to be. They hadn't won in five. It's getting ridiculous about fatigue in that, by the way, because they were saying that Wellington lost the game because they were fatigued. <laughs> and they played in Wellington the other day. It's like you know, if you play more than two games in a week, it's it's the end of the world, really. <laughs> hey, a happy birthday, Warren, um, off the text yeah, yeah. message. Um, and Liverpool is live on SBS tonight at 11.30. So yeah, yeah, no, we'll be watching that in the last... It. I won't speak in the last half an hour of the show. <laughs> I don't think yeah. you'll be able to help yourself. It is Warren's 50th birthday tonight, so give us a call, 9429-1116. Tell us what you think about Warren, but also tell us what you think about uh, Melbourne Victory's performance, <laughs> Please of course. Don't do that. Hey, let's go to Marcus in South Melbourne. G'day, Marcus, and thanks for holding. Welcome to the G'day. show. 
Yeah, yeah, McGregor here. Listen, uh, happy birthday, Warren. Thank you, Marcus. It's a good thing. I remember my father telling me, my late father telling me, that turning 50 is like a dirty sovereign. (laughs) Yeah, if you rub away all the rubbish on top, there's gold underneath because after 50, they actually start listening to what you're saying. Ah, okay. Well, I've only had one day of it, and so far that's not ringing true. (laughs) I'm not being listened to any more at home than I normally am. But anyway, thank you for your wishes. Do you want to comment on the game tonight? Absolutely. Very quickly, you guys have commented on away kits, haven't you, before, and the merits of them. Guess what? The girls in the tennis tonight are wearing exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, notice that. Shoes and white visor. Oh, what mayhem. Um, I wonder <laughs> if Kenny Lowe actually makes the games messy against Melbourne teams because I noticed I am a Perth Glory supporter, as you know, mm. but I've noticed that they have a good record in Melbourne at the rectangular stadium compared to the other teams in the league uh, and just seem to muck up the matches, leave Liam Ready one out at the back. And is it because he thinks he's got enough people to score goals and that he can mess up the game? <laughs> well, it's hard to know because it's eight games unbeaten against Melbourne Victory, which would make it three seasons. They play... They've got one more game to go well, against that's three, three so that's, per season, yeah. That's three seasons. So that's a that's an, an anomaly. That's an unusual result for one team to have that good a record against Melbourne Victory, who have been, you know, a dominant team over the last couple of seasons. But according to Marcus's theory, it should also happen in Melbourne City. And I've seen a lot of games Perth where been Perth against City, against City yep. too. So, but uh, Marcus, to answer your question, it's a really good point. You know, they come here when they're in good form. Uh, Perth... Uh, just a, they, their block, their defensive block is as good as anything that that's in the A League, and they really reduce the space between the lines. And their uh, attacking a, attack from from a transition from a from a turnover from the opposition when they're in form is dynamite with mm. Castro and Keo and now Taggart, Taggart and then Harold. I thought they missed Harold a lot tonight, and he would have given a bit more drive on the, on the wings there. But uh, you know they they've just got it worked out, and the Melbourne teams in particular. Uh, when Perth are in form or they're doing okay, they just can't cope. And it's all about ball movement. It's all about moving them around. But uh, the Melbourne teams aren't up to it when it comes to, to Perth. So you've got a good point there, mate. Hey, thanks for your call there, Marcus. Really appreciate that. Let's go to John in Newport. G'day, John, and welcome to the final whistle. Oh, good afternoon, gents. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, happy birthday, Warren. Thank you very much, John. No problem. Um, I'm a 10-year Melbourne Victory member and supporter and avid watcher, and I think over the last five years our away record in Perth has been fairly abysmal. Yeah. Um, so I didn't go into tonight with any particular confidence. Um, but as far as for best missing a penalty, I think the, the bloke's uh, won us more games than he's ever cost us, so he's got credit in the bank uh, as far as I'm concerned. Fair enough. Yep. I was uh, listening to your discussion um, uh, about penalties and penalty takers, um, and notwithstanding his penalty uh, against Uruguay himself, yep. when Harry Kuehl played for the Melbourne victory, uh, he took what was possibly one of the worst penalties ever taken in the A-League. I think it was against Brisbane. Uh, one of you gentlemen might remember it and be able to uh, just confirm whether or not it was against Brisbane. John, I think there was a worse one when he was at Melbourne Heart. He was, I think it was against Sydney up in Sydney. Because I remember um, Seb Ryle, very unseemly, uh, went and um, ridiculed Harry Kuehl. I mean, it was just so stupid, a guy who's just a player in Seb Ryle, ridiculing one of our greats. Uh, but it was probably the worst penalty I've ever seen taken. He not only uh, kicked the ground, but the ball almost went out for a corner kick. Uh, that's how bad it was. <laughs> but uh just shows the great <laughs> players. I mean, Harry Kuehl is a bloke who, 
you know, would not have a problem putting the ball down, slotting it away normally. But they all have their moments, and uh, and I agree with uh, with John that uh, Barisha's done so much good but for that, that club, and that... He, and he and then he had the intestinal fortitude to pick up the ball. Uh, to score in that second half when another penalty came up. So you talk about intestinal fortitude, and I'm 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 just putting this out there as far as Fornaroli and Barisha are the best goal scorers in their team. So by natural inclination, are they the best penalty takers? That's the first thing I'll ask. Are they the best penalty takers? And at what point, if you've missed, and then you've missed, I I appreciate a desire to be the guy that still wants to take it, but at which point? Is there a decision around somebody else taking the penalty? Yeah, but, okay, if you miss one and you're the penalty taker and you've had a good record, why wouldn't you play, take the no, second one? I'm not one? talking about why wouldn't you take the second one. At what point do you change? Yeah, but how many penalties do you get a game? I mean, uh, I think well, the, Fort Bruno got a three in okay, a game. Okay, but he scored one and missed one, didn't he? Scored or one, did he miss missed two. Okay, but he only scored in general play. Yes. So, I mean, the, the guy's had an up-and-down game, but really, and Bruno Fornaroli, uh, if he wants to take a penalty, I'd give it to him 100%. Take the penalty, because, you know, if you can't back him, you know, uh, who, do you, who do you back, really? So Thanks for your call there, John. Really appreciate that. Um, just uh, just because, uh, obviously, some of, our, some of our listeners love their cricket as well, mm. um, the Sydney Sixers defeated the Melbourne Stars by three wickets, and uh, that means that Perth Scorchers take on Melbourne Stars on Tuesday night in Perth, and the Brisbane Heat play the Sydney Sixers on Wednesday at the Gabba. So there you go for the uh, Big Bash League. I will add this about the uh, best uh, penalty, though, that uh, the last few penalties he's taken, he's been sucking in the air to just steady himself down and concentrate. Mm. And for me, that sort of also smacks of the tells of the pressure that that seems to be on him or that he puts on himself and the because I know best can deliver yeah. and I don't I'm not saying anything other than it's it is disappointing that he didn't put that one away I don't, we may not have won the game anyway it could have been a two all draw or things could have turned out differently regardless but um yeah. I it's just one of those things that I think there is a lot of pressure on whoever takes a penalty, but probably more so if you're the you know the big name in the squad. Oh, I reckon someone like a because he was taking penalties, he had the stance, breathing in, and he took, he took so his it, time it, too. Didn't and, he? Yeah, but, but that's what worried but, me. But no, but he always but when he was at Brisbane, he'd do that. That's how he takes penalties. He always I think he took calms himself. Time. Well, I, I, I agree with yeah, you, Rodrigo. I, yeah, but I think, there was a, I think it was a reason for this, because if you look at the penalty again, because I thought he took a long time also, mm. he had the stance, he was meditating or whatever he does, <laughs> he, he, he does his deep breaths. He was but then, um, visualising. Yeah, then I thought he looked over to the referee, because we were all waiting for him to take it, and even the commentators are saying he's taking a bit long to take this. Because uh, I think Simon Hill was suggesting that he was actually mind. Put, yeah, with mind games with the goalkeeper. But then he looked over at the referee. I think he was waiting for the referee to blow his whistle. Mm. But the referee had already blown yeah. his whistle. So um, so that's probably why that was. But Barisha always takes his time. He always takes three or four deep breaths. Why are you an apologist for Barisha? I'm, not, I'm just saying. <laughs> God, Carlos uh, Musket. Yeah, I don't, think, I, don't think we can, <laughs> I don't think we can judge a player on one kick. We're commentators, Especially a player Carlos, like we're, him. We're, you, can we're judge offering, me on, you can judge me on one kick. We're offering alternatives. I was a hack, right? <laughs> but when you're talking about a Bruno Fornaroli or a, even if they miss three penalties in the game, if they wanted to take it the following week, you give it to them because those guys have the record on the board. <laughs> if they miss three penalties in a game, yep. 
They're not taking the fourth, Carlos. <laughs> not in my team. <laughs> they, they would still be my penalty taker. Oh. There, there are no runners in, in, in world football, but if it was in my team, there'd be a little kid running onto the pitch saying, no, you're not See, taking Vinny, it. See, so that's the difference Vinny between you, said, me and you as head coaches of, of <laughs> professional. I would be giving my players a hug. Oh, well, yes. speaking yeah. about head coaches. Vincent Del Bosco over there. <laughs> speaking of head, head coaches, is he an uncle coach? Or, you know, <laughs> speaking of head coaches, let's have a listen to what uh, the Melbourne Victory head coach had to say on Fox Sports after the game. Well, Kevin, you're in a good position, but unfortunately considered the two goals in the 10 minutes. How do you sum up the night? Oh, look, in, in general, I think it's a bit of disbelief that we didn't come away with three points, but um, you know, we had a number of chances to you know, increase the lead and have a comfortable lead. Um, and I thought we played really well tonight. Uh, you know, some poor decisions and, uh, you know, for the first goal, poor decision. Uh, and then second goal, same again, you know, poor decision from our perspective. And, and you give two goals away, we should have, we shouldn't be uh, leaving Perth with, uh, without something, let alone three points. Your thoughts on the disallowed Rojas goal? Well, the only thing I can think of is, you know, they maybe thought best touched it, but, you know, normally from three yards out, I reckon if best touches it, he scores, but uh, I don't know, it's inconclusive from where I was sitting, so. How much do you think the heavy schedule that you've been on uh, played a part in the running out the game tonight? Nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Running out uh, the game doesn't uh, stop you from setting the wall up properly. So, you know, it's, uh, if, um, you know, I'm too long in a tooth to start allowing people to use that as an excuse. There was uh, enough freshness in there, and we, like I said, we, you know, football was good. You know, we created a, a hell of a lot of chances, and you know, we could have increased the lead and had a couple of lead, but it wasn't to be. Uh, but because you don't score, it doesn't mean you, you know, throw goals away at the other end. Thanks very much for your time. Go on, Adam. Thanks, mate. There's uh, Kevin Musket on Fox Sports. Uh, geez, he started off uh, a bit dicey in that, you know, he was uh, saying we played well, there were some poor decisions. I thought he was going to make a lot of excuses, but then he was asked a question about the schedule and uh, yeah. the overloading. He said nothing to do with that. So, I, was, I was just wondering whether, I think it was Adam Papalia, I wonder whether Kev said, ask me the question, <laughs> ask me the question, or whether Adam had the courage to go, okay, well, I'm going to ask this question. I know what I'm probably going to get, yeah, but, but, uh, all, but all credit, I like the answer. All I really credit, like the answer. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, Kevin, no, Musket, surprise me. Kevin Musket said two weeks ago, people were raising this issue about the amount of travel they're going to have this week, and he said, don't even talk to me about it. It's it's not no excuse. We're professional mm. footballers. We're expected to get through this. So he's shut it down straight away, which he should as a coach, uh, which is very different to when he was a player at Victory when they were managing Asian Champions League and the league at the same time. He came up and said how ridiculous it was that they were travelling to China or travelling to Korea midweek in between two A-League games. And he was scathing of Victory's participation in the competition. Because he was a leader at the club, it was no accident that the club didn't perform so well in Asian Champions League while he was there. But he's totally changed his tune as a, as a manager. And uh, what I didn't particularly agree with was the fact that he said that they played really well tonight. They certainly should have won the game. I thought they had enough chances to win the game, but they didn't play well tonight. But it is, That's I mean, we, and I suppose this is counter to what Vinny and I say about missing the penalty, because in the end... The game does come down to moments of concentration. A missed penalty is perhaps a lapse in concentration. But as much as that was a lapse in con- concentration, I think we were all watching the setup of that wall. Yep. And then there was a gap between the main wall and Mahazi. Yep. Mahazi wasn't outside the far the post. post yep. And it gave Marinkovic a chance to go through the wall, yep. around the wall, <laughs> 
or over the top of the wall. <laughs> so maybe even a, under. Maybe even under. <laughs> maybe even under. Yeah, but that's, so that's, 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 Lawrence, yeah, but that's Lawrence Thomas's job to do okay. that. And so they, you're blaming him? Well, let's his, let's his, uh, any goalkeepers have got to listen to, goalkeepers out there, give us a ring and tell us what happens when there's a free kick outside the penalty area. It's the, 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 everyone's looking at the goalkeeper, and the goalkeeper's pointing left, right, and centre to get you, you know, set up in the wall. And, uh, and it's a lot of science around this wall about science. You know, a lot of science. They've got the test tubes Angles. out. Yeah, they've got Angles. the lab coats and the test tubes. Uh, the, the Bunsen burners. <laughs> I thought they had the protractors out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They've they got the, they got, it's, it's a lot of science around the this. Test tubes. Yeah. The Bunsen failed, burner? Yeah, I, I failed yeah, science, by the way. Bunsen burner out. Yeah, alkaline solution they <laughs> oh, were using, wow. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but because it's, it's, it, it, let's say physics then. Oh, nice. Yeah. Physics, yeah. because the angles and all that mm. sort of stuff have to, and, uh, and so, Everyone out there uh, who's ever set up a wall, Warren, obviously you've never set up a wall. No, but... You've never set up a wall. Anyone who's ever set up a wall would know... Once you get the maths right, okay, once you get the maths and the physics right... It's the English communication that's important, isn't it? <laughs> that's right. Left, left, gap, gap, close gap. And gap. you try not to face the goalkeeper. There's a gap. <laughs> not many goalkeepers go to school, yeah, is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah. Not many pass the ABCE. I'm just saying... Lawrence Thomas might be the he might be the greatest greatest physicist since Albert Einstein. <laughs> People's listening skills are also important, True, I find. Yeah, but yeah. if he's got if his English is all over the place, yeah, Mahazi was left on his own. Plus, he, yeah. plus <laughs> the multicultural nature of an A League team. Yep. you've got you know Manuel Manuel in there going. <laughs> where, where why, why couldn't Lawrence Thomas sort of just because they can't, can't take the kick till the referee. Blows the whistle, right? That's right, yeah. Why couldn't he just go off the line and move Mahazi closer to the wall, say, here, listen, I want you here. There's a gap here. Yeah, can't he go up and move yeah. like he would with under 11s? Yeah, yes. I want you. <laughs> here. Tell, and he said, I want you to stand Steve here. Stevie Gerrard, he'll do that. Yes. He'll do that. Yeah, but Mark if, my if he's failed his physics, he, that wouldn't have helped either. So, uh, By the way, I don't want to labour my earlier point, but um, Kevin Musket used to take wonderful penalties he for He did, defender. for Australia. He did. He doesn't, he doesn't understand... How anyone could ever miss a penalty? He took the penalty Even though he missed in one the in the World grand Cup. final, by the way, he took the penalty in the yeah. World Cup qualifier against Uruguay, against Uruguay at the MCG. Yep. yep, very interesting stuff. It's uh, sixteen <laughs> to eleven. Warren's football tax audit. It is uh, Warren's birthday tax audit uh, with thanks to Tax Talk, who love to talk tax. Uh, give them a call on one three hundred three double six six three nine. Dom and the team are just waiting. Uh, to look after your uh, tax returns and all your, your financial requirements. Warren? You know, I had a, an elderly moment there for a second because I actually had forgotten completely who I was going to audit. Do you remember now? Yeah, I do. And Good. I'm going to add one. <laughs> and God. I know we've sort of gone over it. But I'm auditing Lawrence Thomas and Bess Barisha. <laughs> so you've changed it. No, 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 because they're both equally culpable. Ugh. I was going to go Barish yep. for missing the penalty. Yep. That's a you go lower. Did he, he fail goes, physics too? Yeah, Barisha? because in the end... The the angle of the dive, you go low or high, Carlos. You don't go at the at the at the yeah. level of the hand when the yeah. when the goalkeeper makes himself really really big. Yeah. And Lawrence Thomas, I think you're right, Carlos. I think it's the quality of the physics, <laughs> and he's obviously not got that right. But yep. anyway, look, it was just great for football that victory <laughs> lost tonight. But the order tonight. Barisha and Lawrence Thomas equally culpable, and uh, they need to be audited. Thank you very much there, Warren Diego. Hey, and now it's time to uh, get back to Melbourne Park with uh, Brett Phillips and a uh, Australian Open update. 
Thanks for joining us on the final whistle here on a Saturday night uh, with the Diego's. Rodrigo here, Vinny Venezuela, Warren Diego and Carlos Alberto Diego. It is Warren's 50th birthday, so a wonderful effort by the uh, young man. I had uh, last week off, so... coming in, so you felt guilty? I had guilty? to come in. Yeah, yeah, but oh, I nice changed day. my party from a, a fair way out because of tonight. So, Victory fans, as much as I bag you and as much as I really don't like you, <laughs> I was prepared to come in and talk. I was hoping, and seriously, I wanted my birthday to be a positive day from start to finish. I'm really sorry that Victory lost because... It means I have to be critical of them. I wanted to actually praise them tonight. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to be, uh, for one night, I wanted to not be, be a, a full-on victory. Not be poisonous for one night. Yeah, one. I wanted to yeah. be a full-on victory fan yeah. for one night. So I'm, I'm, I'm upset because I that. think we're becoming Melbourne City. <laughs> 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 That's interesting. And actually, on the invite, I'm pretty mm. sure you had in yep. small print, no Melbourne victory fans allowed. Yeah, no, there weren't any there yeah. except Vinny. Yep. And I sort of had to invite him. <laughs> Just off the text message here from Dean in Crib Point. Looks like the wheels have fallen off of victory. Um, Carlos, is that the same wall you set up at the council meetings? <laughs> it's a town hall meeting. It's a town hall yes, meeting. Yes. Hey, and um, Ole boys, standard result, but as a victory fan, I know that we should not bank on Perth home or away games. Same with Newcastle and Wellington away from landing. Yeah, true. It's like, it's, like, it's like, you know, though, when you look at the fixture months before the season and you tick the guaranteed wins yep. and you tick the guaranteed losses. Do you do that, Carlos? <laughs> oh, yeah. You can work it out beforehand. It's so, guaranteed. So are you guaranteed. telling your players? No, no, you just you, you know, you're sitting you're, there. In a sanctum. In a sanctum, yeah. yeah yep, and you yep. go and you tick, tick. Uh, Melbourne City at home, yep, we're going to win that. <laughs> uh, Perth away, nah, never. So you play, your, you know, the guys that need match time and this and that. And if you get a bonus, Wellington away after you've won six in a row, yeah, you're going to lose that one. Okay. You'll give that one away. Yeah, yeah. But they played like that really against Wellington. They played like, okay, this, this is one that we need to lose. Let's just make sure that we get this out of the way. The Perth one, I think they wanted to win, but they had, the, they had five changes to make. And as much as Austin and Ingham and um, uh, who else, Mahazi probably deserve their chance, they're probably training the Can house Can I down. say... They weren't going to win over there. The phenomenon of the five changes, and as a Liverpool fan as well, I've experienced that in recent weeks with both League Cup and also FA Cup. Isn't it amazing how it doesn't matter what age the player, but particularly younger players who spend time on the bench and get four or five, you know, replacement appearances, 10 or 15 minutes, and they look fantastic. (laughs) They look brilliant. And yet when they get their chance... and I suppose tonight, the most obvious example of that was Jai Ingham. And mm. people were saying, you know, Jai Ingham's very close to taking over Ben Kalfalar's position. But he wasn't bad tonight. No, but he wasn't as dynamic. He did, he did play a great ball to Marco Rojas when he came in and probably should have sealed the game again, even before Perth had scored. But it is that phenomenon that players get into that mindset of, being good as substitutes, but when they get their full go, they don't look anywhere near as good. Hey, sorry, Rodrigo. No, nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call. Let's go to Tom in Greenvale. Good day, Tom. Good day, Diego. How are you going? Yeah, very good, good. Tom. I'm okay. Happy birthday, Warren. Thank you, Tom. Just a question, guys. Uh, victory up against Sydney FC next week, and then they got Melbourne City the week after. Are we looking at possibly four losses in a row? No, no. no I'm telling you, Tom. They'll win one of the next two games. Tick it now. Go to the go to <laughs> no, your is this one that you would have ticked at the start of the year. Uh, I don't know if, it's, but now I'm telling you, victory. They're going to have their full team in next week. They've got the, the, the you know the the fire, you know, you know, like breathing through their noses. They're gonna they're gonna be wanting they're gonna be wanting uh, Sydney's blood and Sydney. 
have got to lose at some stage. If Sydney ne- wins next week, they'll go undefeated for the rest of the season, I reckon. But uh, Ooh, Melbourne victory next week. Not, not, I don't know what's going to happen the week after, though, Tom. But certainly next week, mark that one down for a victory win for sure. What do you reckon, Tom? I think, uh, Carlos, we should put a bet on it, you and I. He doesn't bet. He doesn't bet. And then, yeah. most of all, when he does bet, he doesn't pay. So it's all right. <laughs> you know about that. Uh, yeah. I do know about that. Is it that, a guaranteed dude. loss? Is it, Tom, for you? Uh, yeah, I reckon. It, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to put it on. Because uh, you, you were talking just a bit earlier about how they had these changes. But uh, I'm quite sure that I heard Kevin Musker and yourself saying they've got so much depth in that team. And now they change. Oh, four or five players and uh, yeah, pieces. Yeah, but I think with, with the depth is you've got people coming in one at a time or even two, but when you've got five, I mean, that's a, I thought when victory in the first half in particular, they were so disjointed. Even though these guys have been training together and they've played friendlies together and FFA Cup games together, five of them in one team, I don't think we've had. We've always had either Rojas or Ben Kalfalar playing. Uh, I know Austin started the season, but he started with Rojas on the other side. So I thought uh, for a lot of the first half, Barisha was really bereft of, of any possession mm. at all because they just couldn't link up. And that affected Troisi's game also. Uh, Mahazi even coming in instead of Bozanich. I mean, I just thought there was too many at the one time. But if you bring him in one at a time, I think that's when the depth kicks in. Uh, I don't think, though, Tom, they've got enough depth to cover for Barisha or Troisi, um, you know, if they ever lost those two. Hey, um, thanks for your call, Tom. Really appreciate it. Just off the text message here, I can build a beautiful wall and Perth will pay for it. Pre- President Trump. <laughs> that's the first time he's ever... Well, he does tweet a lot, but uh, that's the first time he's ever texted us on yeah. the Four Diego's. Thank you very much there, um, Trumpy. Mr. Trump. Well, what do Donald? we call him? President. President Trump. Yep. Hey, uh, It's a contradiction in terms, really. It was a... Bad night for Melbourne. Victory. Perth Glory defeated them 2-1. Bessart Barisha scoring a penalty. Missing one as well. Marinkovic and Taggart scoring for Perth Glory in front of a crowd of 11,271 at NIB Stadium. And earlier today, Brisbane Raw defeated Wellington Phoenix 1-0. Let's take a break and come back with more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Thanks for joining us on the Four Diego's final whistle here in 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Perth Glory defeated Melbourne Victory 2-1 tonight. Barisha scoring a penalty as you heard from Ed Wyatt there. Marinkovic scoring a beauty in the 77th minute and Taggart then in the 84th minute. At NIB Stadium, 11,271 people uh, were there to watch the game. Rodrigo Rodriguez here, Carlos Alberto Diego, Vinny Venezuela and the birthday boy, Warren Diego. <laughs> Welcome back, Warren. Yeah, got an you hour, put your hand up. got an hour left and then I'll go back into a complete obscurity for the next <laughs> however many years. But yeah, uh, We won't talk to you again. No, yet. we won't. And, and my birthdays will be meaningless from now until I get another zero next yep. to them. But um, don't I, I tell you... Facility that NIB Stadium. I reckon it's the second best. Well, I reckon it's almost the best because having been to Suncorp. Brisbane, saying Suncorp, but yep. the 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 um the turf on that ground is often poor. So I wouldn't say it's the best venue. But well, you used to say that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, when, when for atmosphere, the couple of times when the Diego's have sent me to do high-powered interviews <laughs> at that venue after World Cup games. And you just forget to games. press record, yeah, unfortunately. I forget to press record. Yeah. But you but had a good time. Yeah, had yeah a I had a good time on the Diego's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. But yeah. it's a great atmosphere. But that NIB Stadium, it's always a fantastic surface. It's a great viewing game. I actually reckon that, you know, 11,000 is a good crowd. But really, Perth have had a stop-start season, haven't yeah. they? They've coughed and spluttered. 
if they actually get on a bit of a roll, that's going to get bigger and bigger. The apparently Simon Hill said during the game or pre-game that the the surface there is regularly voted by the PFA because they do the pitch reports yeah, 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 they, yep. and it's regularly you know uh, nominated as probably the best surface because it's this mesh, this hybrid grass and. <laughs> Uh, oh, artificial. You know when it's the like PFA, almost alien. You know at the town hall meetings that you do with the PFA. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you I do, do with few. the groundkeepers too. Yeah, yeah. Have, but do they do? The do they do scientific <laughs> testing as well? They yeah, do, don't yeah. they? It's not just on field. The groundsmen there yeah, in yeah. Perth have their lab coats, alkaline, on, and they have the alkaline, and they have the test tubes. Yep, yep. You know the you know sprinklers before the game. That's all alkaline. Okay, But apparently, it's this sort of this hybrid. It's sort of like the humanoid sort of grass. <laughs> what, I was going to ask, what type of humanoid grass? Yes. Gee. Don't get the kiddies worried, Carlos. Yeah, I, I know Don't nothing get them about worried. Star Wars. I just watched Alien no. the other day, and they were talking about the humanoid. And uh, this half so it's man, a half, half, half grass, half yeah. artificial half surface. Grass. Yeah, so, uh, mm. But apparently everyone loves it, and it's, uh, it's very hardy because of that. And, uh, but, you know, you talk about the 11,000 in Perth. And, you know, I know we listen to Perth listen to us all the time, especially when they win. They like, mm. to, they like to listen to the Diego's. Well, I'm pointing, if I could do the audit, tax talk audit, can I just... I, I just oh, you want to jump in? Yeah, I'm just going to do a tax talk audit on Perth. Well, that's not a good You've enough crowd. Gun. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, I'll just jump, just jump in here. Because well, I've got to hold a town hall meeting over there with, with the, the fans. Right. Yeah, you know, why aren't they, you know... Turning the early, up. In the early days of the NSL... 40,000. Well, that was the sort of grand final, but they regularly get sixteen to eighteen thousand. Pack out. Don't you that, say they're not winning? They're not winning enough, Carlos. Doesn't matter. I mean, it's the only club you got over there, um, and you know it, it's Perth Glory. I mean, it's an institution over there now. Carlos, with a second team in Perth, you know, they stir would, the yep. fire in the loins that, of the other Perth Vinny, people. Good point. To, that to would, be, un, would that be dangerous. Fire in the loins. Fire in the, you don't want too much fire in the loins. I was talking to. Not at your age. I was talking to some. It's someone over there. Uh, it was a, it was a teleconference town call. Oh no! Okay. Well, was it Skype? <laughs> yeah, it was a tele. Yeah, right. Skype for business. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, yeah, nice yeah, one, yeah, yeah. Well done. Yeah, uh, it was. It was over the over the you know over the Skype town hall, and uh, they were saying that you know that stadium will be full. <laughs> If Fremantle City, Frio came, United, yeah, Frio brought Frio, Frio Wednesday, Frio Wednesday, <laughs> yeah, Wednesday, Frio Athletic should be Frio Thursday, Frio Fremantle, I like Frio, Frio Thistle, yep, <laughs> Borussia Munchen Frio. Yeah. If they came in, uh, and they reckon they'd fill that stadium with the derbies over Frio Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so what should they call the Perth yes, uh, team? The second uh, team, please. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Or what should they call any yeah. of the yeah. new uh, teams yes. that uh, might be coming in in the next couple of years? And of course, yeah. And of course, we just don't want it to be a suburb or whatever. We actually want it to be a hybrid, of, like Fremantle Thistle, of European football, yeah, yeah. and some place in Australia. Our, our industrious uh, producer, Fremantle Forest. Okay, it's oh, not bad. Yeah. Like that, like that. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call tonight. Perth Glory lost, uh, Perth Glory won rather, they defeated Melbourne Victory 2-1. Um, just off the text message here, where are all the Victory faithful tonight? Gone quiet after two losses. Shh. Only <laughs> Vinny has shown up tonight. Well done, Vinny. Oh, good on you. Thank you. But I am upset. You are. And you should be. Yeah. You know, we, we look, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be frank with you, even though your name's not probably frank. <laughs> we should have taken at least three points this week. At least. Yeah. And we should have taken three points at Wellington. I know it's travelling and there's duty-free shopping involved, Carlos, <laughs> Warren and Rodrigo, but 
we should have won something this yep. week because we, as you say, as we've said, we we always everyone knows that the game in Perth is going to be hard. It would be hard to take your mind off how cheap Scotch is at duty free, though. <laughs> yeah, it just plays on your mind that you didn't buy it too, like you because <laughs> you right. probably thought I should have got it on the so way. So which game were they banking, Vinny? Which game do you think was the one? Because I, reckon, I would say the Wellington game. Hmm. Would it be fair to say they didn't really turn up? I, I think, yes, I, I, I didn't think they turned in up. In the inner sanctum, I would have thought, with the travel, they won six in a row. They hadn't been beaten in eight. I thought, the worst scenario, they would have looked at that and they said, well, we could lose against Wellington because it's a bit of travel, this and that. The boys will need the, need the bad ones coming up at some stage. Uh, the danger game was always going to be Perth. Because they never, play, you know, they never mm. went over there, and Perth got a good record against them. And also, you don't know what you're confronting over there because Perth grow an extra leg if they get the crowd behind them and stuff like that. So, um, I think basically it may have been sort of half expected them not getting points out of these two games, which will fire up the team. Not the players, by the way. I'm talking about Kevin Musket and maybe you know just their, their tight coaching group. They would not have talked about losing, but it's not unexpected that they what's happened. But I think they'll be back. You know they've got two really important games now. They've got the, the you know the 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 game against, the big blue against Sydney. Uh, they, they really a, then they get a break. They got a decent but then, break. But then the derby, then yep. the derby is a, is you know you lift for the derby and irrespective of where you're um yeah. you know where you are in the ladder. Just the one thing I'd say about the Wellington game, I, th- I thought it was shocking wind. There was a lot of wind yeah. <laughs> in, yeah, at the pitch. Is that a gastric <laughs> yeah. issue? No, or? no, I'm just saying oh, right. that uh, I, thought, I, thought I think were... the conditions on that particular day. Otherwise, you know, it's a good pitch. It's, that it's a regular-sized pitch like every other pitch in, in world football. Uh, you know, the, gra- the surface was good. There's no yeah. reason why they shouldn't have won so against that team. the wind affected the fire in the loins? I, I believe so. Yeah. Look that... at Costa Barbarossa's goal. It was taken by the wind. Yeah, they've yes. got a few players who like to uh, quaff their hair a bit too, so the wind would have had a definite impact. Um, just off the text message here, Freventus. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. And another one's not bad here from Landy, Atletico del Frio. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Nice yeah. one. 1116 What should a name for the second team in uh, Perth? Sure. No would South Melbourne be prepared to <laughs> Sorry, change? I took the words right out of you. Would, there, would South Melbourne Sorry. be prepared to change their name um, as a means of getting into the competition? <laughs> As a foil. Yeah, 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 like they become, I don't know. I will not speak for the rest of the show, <laughs> no, Rodrigo. Sorry. 1116. You're let's not go hosting to, anymore. Let's Carlos. go to Arthur in uh, Melbourne. Uh, g'day, Arthur, and welcome to the final whistle. G'day there, boys. An obvious one. I think we should ship Melbourne Heart down there or start up a team in Geelong, and they should, of course, wear the blue and white hoops and be called Cadinia Park Rangers. Okay. Oh, yes. All right. That's very good. That's good. Yeah, no like no that. sponsor there, Arthur? <laughs> Wow. Like Skills Stadium Wednesday or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. No, that would be a rostered day off Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Brought to you by Costa. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yes, Costa, yeah. I think Frankie would KPR, be KPR, that's really good. I yeah. like that. Good on you, Arthur. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Uh, 9429-1116. I think we'll be on to something. Here we go. Deportivo La Fremantle. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We've got a bit of a Spanish theme going as well. Yep. I think there's a I think there's a lot of potential for mm. Scottish team, you know, for oh, an yeah, yeah. abbreviation of a Scottish second mm. division team currently playing, like yep. Fremantle, Partick Thistle. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That sort of stuff. There are a lot of South Africans in Frem, in, in Perth, in yes. Western Australia, aren't there? Mm. Yeah. You could call them Vuvuzela, Fremantle <laughs> Vuvuzela, perhaps. We actually did this many years ago when they were looking for an expansion. Oh, sorry, man, when we were talking about a second team coming out of Melbourne. Mm, mm. And we threw it open. And we should actually do it because it could be a third team in Melbourne. Absolutely. 
And we were getting some really good ones. Uh, I, I remember, you know, for the possible name, which became Melbourne Heart, but the possible name for the second Melbourne team was... Uh, suggestions were AC Balan, yeah, that's, <laughs> and there was Baronia Monsha Gladback. That's right. I wasn't thought there was really... Yeah, yeah, uh, that's right. Was it uh... Ballarat? Like yeah, Ballarat. Yeah, Ballarat. Ballarat. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> so it, it, while we're at it, forget about Fremantle. How about Melbourne, the third team in Melbourne? Yeah, what else would we call them? Damien has uh, decided on West Coast Albion. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. That. Yeah, yeah. Hey, nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call, uh, Polly. Hi guys. What about uh, Real Frio? Okay, so nice we're getting one. we're getting mm. some nice ones there, and I think, um, geez, all of a sudden there's going to be news in Perth tonight. The four Diego's are talking about a second team in, <laughs> in Perth. Perth. That's right, yeah. and we've got the name for them already. <laughs> There'll be panic. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Hey, give us a call. Hey, just. Um, Perth Glory have given away six penalties in three games. Any manager with half a brain knows all you need to do against Glory is hold the ball in the box and the defenders will take you down. Yeah, they, Clumsy mm, defence, I mean, they, they dived in and Dino Jilbich was, you know, he was, um, as much as that was Brandan and, and him sort of coming to a tater-tate, that really came from, you know, diving in, going to ground. You said that uh, Mills should have stayed on his feet and really pushed Teresi to, to have a shot. Yeah, in that situation, rather than going low and going for the tackle, he failed physics also. Yes, so the idea is to push him wide and give the goalkeeper uh, and not be such big a, and yeah, stay be big, big, and there's big. no angles around it. Uh, the other one was Lowry just slipping over, you know, yeah. uh, mm. with the penalty in the first half uh, that uh, was uh, already saved from Borussia. So uh, yeah, they're a bit. I oh know they're they're good, you know, straight up and down defenders, Perth. If but if you start stretching them or start. You know, turning them and stuff, they they get a bit physical and they'll give free kicks away. And we saw that with Lowry. We've seen that with the big boy Grant when he comes in there. Yeah, yeah. Bitch is not. Yeah, he's uh, the same. He's the sort of guy that will just throw himself in. And there's no softly, softly. There's not much intelligence to uh, the robust nature of their defending at times. The victory today, we're missing Tim Cahill because I, I felt that uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of the early part of the first half, they were sort of whipping balls in from the wide areas yeah. into someone in the middle to take a header. Yeah, Vinny, but we don't do that. Yeah, we don't have that player. Yeah, yeah, Vinny, uh, Timmy's not going to be available to them for no, a while. I, no, I know this. <laughs> I know this, but I felt like it was the, the, the delivery, the service that he could have yeah. gotten. He was, would have gotten better service... From victory today than he's gotten from his. I wonder team. why they're crossing it for Tim Kale when he <laughs> yeah. plays for Melbourne City. Well, this is true. <laughs> it's the fatigue. It's all that travelling. Just off the text message, Fremantle Juniors or <laughs> Swan River Plate? Oh, beautiful. oh yes. Now we're getting good. another one. Frio Frio Juniors. So nine four two nine eleven sixteen or zero four double three. 98, 11, 16. Tassie Tigers, extinct before they start. <laughs> there you go. Very nice. Nice hey, one. Nice hey, one. so uh, before we go to your. Um, yeah, young gun, Carlos. They, Victory had a few players out tonight. They um, yep. Obviously, Geria, Bazanich, Rojas uh, didn't start. Kalfala was out. And Ansel, who has been starting. Um, we've talked about it a little bit throughout the, the night, but that's got to have an effect on, on the team. You yeah. know, not having those regular starters. And given that Kevin Musket has tried to keep the, the team as stable as possible, yeah. this, was, this was a big divert, divert yeah. from what they've been doing. When they've got a squad of 23 players and, you know... At different, look, I, I've always said that I... Firstly, I was concerned that they never replaced Guy Finkler or Barb... Not so much Barbarousas, because Rojas easily replaces Barbarousas, but th- that Guy Finkler role wasn't mm. filled, especially when Troisi wasn't playing. But when he came back in, suddenly you forget about Finkler and Troisi's starring. So 
But there's no backup for Troisi, no backup for Barisha. Players who can come in and perform somewhere near those levels, they don't have. But really, generally, on the flanks, they've got Austin coming in, they've got Ben Kalfala, they've got Rojas on the other side, they've got Ingham who can play there. I'm sure there's some kids that they can bring up and play those wide positions. Um, but if you're making five changes at one go, that really tests not your depth. It tests, tests any team, Carlos, no, anywhere in the world. Death. It actually tests your cohesion and the ability to play with each other. And they looked all over the shop in that first half because so many changes. It doesn't matter how hard you try. So would have you gone the other way? Would have you maybe made the no, changes for that, the lo- for the Wellington game and then played your full team against Perth? I, I don't know. I, I, all I, I reckon they've had this their eye on the Sydney game without necessarily making yeah, it yeah. public. But they would have wanted at least three points. Absolutely. And probably yeah. four. They, if they, they could have got a draw yeah. and a win, that's they right. would have been that's, wrapped. That's what, that's what all winning teams and winning coaches want to do. But at the same time, I think uh, they lost both. It's not the end of the world. They'll beat Sydney next week, and they'll be up against C- uh, Sydney the week after. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see uh, how victory um, pan out over the next uh, couple of weeks. It's uh, 23 past 11. Carlos's Young Gun. With a thanks to the Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. It starts this year and uh, they've got a full squad this year. But uh, if you're interested, uh, make sure you give them a call, 94098800. If you've got a young gun in your family and you want them to get the best tuition, check out the Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. Carlos, who's your young gun? Yeah, it's a guy that's uh, off the radar for a long time, came back to resurrect his career. He's been like around for like you know, a decade almost playing in the A League, uh, but he's only twenty three years old. Adam Taggart scored tonight. He hasn't didn't do a lot, but he has scored something like four goals in the last five games, and uh, he's starting to get a bit of form back. The, apparently, the Simon Hill or they were talking about the fact that he hadn't played a full ninety minutes uh, since. Prior to when he went overseas three years ago. Yeah, so that he's 40 years of age, but he hasn't played a game in three years, so that makes him a young guy. But he's only 23. I looked up. So I was really You had to assure yourself, didn't you? Absolutely, because he's, like, he's been around for years. But, he's uh, had the game time of a 20-year-old. Yeah, I know, I know. But anyway, look, a it's good player. to see him. He, we, were, we were in Brazil, guys. We saw uh, Ange picked him in that last Spain game against game. Spain. Didn't get a touch, but it was good to see the young Not kid. Not his fault. Yeah, good to see the young kid get an opportunity. And, uh, you know, you just worry about when they go off into the wilderness and you don't hear about them, you, you think it's over. Came back this year, wasn't fit. They had to really nurse him to come in. And now he's starting to find his feet again, play full 90 minutes. So it's Adam Taggart tonight for me. There you go. There's Carlos's young gun with thanks to the Northern Football Academy. Hey, let's check in with Brett Phillips at Melbourne Park. Thanks for joining us on the final whistle here in 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Perth Glory defeated Melbourne victory 2-1. Barisha scoring a penalty for the victory. Marinkovic and Taggart uh, scoring the winners for uh, Perth Glory at NIB Stadium in front of 11,271. Give us a call, 9429-1116. Yeah, I'm just uh, watching the... uh, They're all warming up. They're ready to start the game, Liverpool versus Swansea. I'm pretty sure that Coutinho went up to a camera and just mouthed the words... Happy birthday, Warren. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, well, I, well I'll be there in um, just under two months' time. A long-time listener of the Diego's, Peter in Cheltenham. Happy birthday, Warren. Welcome to the 50s club. There you <laughs> uh, go. Pete, good. Yeah, Thank he's you a Liverpool very much. Man he's been too. a long, long-time listener, so thanks, yeah. Pete. 
There you go. Uh, just uh, off before before the break, we were talking about the a new club in uh, or new team in because uh, there will be one. The new club. I think said the new club. Uh, no, Rodrigo. New, new. I perked up then. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, yeah. Welcome back, Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> PSV Frio Haven. They should call it. That's not bad. Nice one. The Hampton Park Rangers. Yeah. That's another one. Yep. Um, yeah. You send us your text messages. What do you think? Any of these new clubs that are coming in yep. to the A League in the next couple of years? What should we call them? Inverness Caledonian Fremantle. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. Mm. Hey, uh, 9429-1116, give us a call. Hey, Warren, how are you feeling? It's uh, your birthday, the victory lost. Uh, Liverpool Perfect. are on TV. Perfect. If Liverpool happen to win tonight, and it is a danger game because they're playing it's a team. It's not a danger game. The Slutty, <laughs> they've sacked two coaches this year already. Three. I think. Yeah, no, they've and this three. third one's a no-name, so yeah, he he'll is. go again he too. Is. Yeah, yeah. They're, yep. just, they're just... They're yeah, on a yeah, dive no, to no, the no, championship. It's that sort of arrogance, Carlos, <laughs> that can lose you a game. Not, right? Always not, respect your opposition. Uh, no, Liverpool will absolutely destroy Swansea. For Warren, they're doing it tonight. Yeah, so they're doing it go. for me. Only team to beat Sydney FC, this is off the text message, this season was Melbourne City in Correct. the FFA Cup final. Very Let's true. give credit where it's due. So is that credit Melbourne City or is that credit <laughs> right. Sydney FC for not yeah, losing a game? It's true. I think so it's a bit of both. It's going to be a tough game for Melbourne victory um, over there. Um, yep, in, but they'll win it. Well, over here, but uh, they'll win it. Yeah, you're, you're just um, I'm oh, without sure. a doubt. I've never seen doubt. him so. No, without a doubt, certain. it's not like they're going with the team that they played tonight. You know, uh, like I said, they're they, going with the team they played against Wellington. Well, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, good point. But that team was also the team that won six in a row and had, hadn't lost in eight. So, uh, hey, boys, the tennis is at a really important mm. juncture. So let's check in with uh, Brett Phillips at Melbourne Park. Thanks, Brett. We'll definitely keep an eye on the tennis and uh, get back to you as That's soon as... That's if we can tell the difference between the two players, <laughs> true, Rodrigo. It's a bit of an issue. There's well, no away strip. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's true. With the girls. We'll rely on our uh, producers to let us know. But uh, just off the text message again with a, a new club name, Frio Basho. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's not too bad. And uh, hi, guys. Enjoying the show. Thank you very much, Pete in Bandura. New Melbourne club, the Coffee Club FC, in a shopping centre near you. Ah, there you go. has got the branding right straight away. I think they already sponsored Brisbane, so probably can't. Yep. There you go. What do you think a new club should be called in the A-League? And we've been focusing on the second yep. team in Perth. Yep. They didn't even know they were going to get a second team until uh, we've raised <laughs> it tonight. Hey, Perth Glory, as I said uh, earlier, defeated Melbourne Victory 2-1 tonight. Uh, and Brisbane Raw defeated Wellington Phoenix 1-0. Hey, um, it's uh, really interesting here. I want to hear what uh, Bessar Barisha had to say. Um, sorry? To, I want to hear what Bessar Barisha... <laughs> I want to hear what Bessar Barisha... Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, no, I mean, oh, that's no, what he had to say. I'm quoting him. What, sorry. What Bessar Barisha had to say post-game on Fox Sports. Yeah, thank you, Simon. I've got Bessar Barisha here. Bessar, uh, a tough night in the end. You're in a commanding position. How do you sum up the loss? Yes, uh, very hard, of course, for us, uh, because I thought we played a really good game in the beginning, and uh, of course, uh, uh, also second half, we start good, and uh, we let uh, some opportunities go, like uh, missed a penalty, and uh, obviously, I don't know if it's offside for Marco goal, but, uh, you know, two individual mistakes in the end cost us the, the game tonight. And you personally, as you mentioned, a missed penalty, and, uh, and one you made as well. Yeah, look... Uh, I am not afraid to step up again, but uh, yeah, as a striker, I love to score both of them, and uh, it will be maybe easier for my team. But uh, yeah, in the end, we cannot do that. We have to be more, more disciplined and concentrate in the end and uh, bring the game home. 
How much do you feel the heavy schedule, the trip to New Zealand, uh, hurt in the legs in the last uh, 10 minutes or so? Well, of course it hurts a little bit, but it's, uh, we don't want to take the excuse uh, about that. It's not easy to go Tuesday to Wellington and come back here to Perth. But we ha- we, I thought we played good, you know, we had a good attitude in the beginning, but in the end, uh, yeah, we've been a little bit unconcentrated. How much of a blow is this, do you think, to your premiership hopes? Oh, look, it, it will not make difference. A lot of games to come, uh, we play good football. If you continue playing like that, good football, you will uh, uh, go, go back again to the winning ways. But uh, you just have to play like that and be more concentrated to the end. Thanks very much for your time. Love listening to Bessart Barisha with thanks to Fox Sports. There you go, uh, Carlos. It's interesting that uh, Kevin said there was no chance that the travel and the fatigue had anything to do with their performance tonight. But Barisha... <laughs> he said it hurt. Oh, well, of course it hurt. They're professional footballers. You know, this is what they do. It's supposed to hurt. I mean, I, I don't think training always hurts. Games always hurt. Travel hurts. The whole thing hurts. We're going to check in with uh, Brett Phillips at Melbourne Park. Thanks very much there, Brett. What a fantastic result for Daria Gavrilova. You know, one one thing that I find really interesting about tennis, it's quite captivating, but uh, if you use the soccer equivalent, like the tennis players have seven or eight people in their box supporting them. So if you were going to multiply that by a team of soccer players, that'd be a fairly big support staff. I mean, I don't know. Tennis players seem to have lots of people in their box and good luck to them because... Yeah, Warren, your people would probably boo you. <laughs> That'd fire him up. Though, you know, I, you know if I, when I played in Australia, I'd have you in my box just to keep me grounded. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Just uh, after, in the 11th minute, Liverpool and Swansea at uh, It's been scrappy, scrappy, no clear chances at this point, a bit worried. And interestingly, on the other TVs we've got in this uh, studio, of the mini, we've got a multitude. We're awash with TVs in the oh, studio. Oh, QPR versus Fulham, nil all. And apparently, after 10 minutes, uh, and uh, Masma Docker's running around. Uh, Malongo. No, Mas Malongo. <laughs> Docker, I think he's playing in the State League, isn't he? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Mas Luongo is running around, apparently. So, he uh, is, and uh, Fulham have already missed a penalty. The old Loftus Road. I was actually there yeah. in 1996. Cool. No, sorry, 1986. Mm-hmm. And when there was a plastic pitch. But yeah. that's the thing, and Carlos. Full head of hair, too. Then, this Carlos. is the thing. <laughs> I had the Diego Maradona perm. <laughs> but isn't this the days. thing? Fulham. Hmm. Playing Queens Park Rangers, it's like Craven Cottage and Loftus Road. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, right. throwbacks to the to the time of the English First yeah. Division and the big match. Yeah. But they've both been in the Premier League even two seasons ago. They were both in the Premier League. True. Harry Redknapp's last job, I think. QPR. Let's take a break now and come back with more of the final whistle on eleven sixteen SEN Melbourne's home of sport. Hey, thanks for joining us on the final whistle here in eleven sixteen SEN Melbourne's home of football with the Four Diego's. Hey, how about Queens Park Dockers? <laughs> or liver mantle. That's Polly. Polly's uh, got had a few good ones. I'd call, and this is another text message, Perth rot nests. Mm. It's interesting. Nice and they could have the quokka on their, their, yeah, yeah. That's their emblem. Absolutely. It's uh, still nil all. Liverpool and Swansea after the 15th minute. Melbourne victory lost to Perth Glory tonight, just in case you've joined us. 2-1. Barisha scored a penalty after missing one earlier. Marinkovic and Taggart scored the goals for Perth Glory. There were 11,271 at NIB Stadium. And then and earlier... Brisbane Raw defeated uh, Wellington Phoenix 1-0. Hey, uh, we haven't talked much about Perth Glory, but um, no. they're obviously... Um, <laughs> victory is Perth's... Um, nemesis. Or, you know, or the other way around. You know, Perth is victory's nemesis. Um, this is an unbeaten sequence of eight matches. Uh, it'd be interesting to hear what Kenny Lowe had to say um, with Fox Sports. 
Obviously, he's got a smile on his face. And well might you, Kenny. Uh, that was impressive stuff. We've all extolled the virtues of uh, your particular comeback from your side. What about yourself? How satisfying, how gratifying is that for you as a coach to see that performance when you go behind from your team? Yeah, we've done it a few times, to be truthful. Um, the good thing is that we said at half-time, can we get people inside and on the ball and look to try and move them around a little bit, purely because, you know, they've had a, a little bit of a, a shift themselves with travelling. I don't want to take anything away from our lads, so I thought we were excellent, but I thought we did those things really well, second half, and they, they played a little bit on their counter-attack, which I was quite surprised at. And Kenny, congratulations. I thought your team showed tremendous spirit and played really well, especially after going 1-0 down. Superb change you made. Uh, bringing on the boys of Marinkovic. How difficult was it to leave him out of the starting lineup? It's always difficult, but we've got a conundrum and we've got Keo, Castro and Taggart and really if we play with two up top and Cass, you know, defensively we leave ourselves exposed and if we chuck Nebo in there, it'll be like wagons in a circle for our back four, you know what I mean? It'll be like a scene from Zulu, it'll be coming over the hill at them, so it's really difficult <laughs> to fit all those... <laughs> fit all those players in but Nebo is such a professional guy he's not mourned he's just got on with it he's been he's just a joy you know what he's, he's a top top guy and a top fella and a, and, a, and a top player like tonight when you see Castro at his beautiful best he, he really is a sight to behold Kenny what's how do you coach him do you, do you ask him where he prefers Freedom. to play because he, he, he plays on that left hand side but he wanders around he goes centrally he goes all over the place is he, is he got a free role in your team more or less. That's what he tells me. <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful thing is with Cass, I say, free, go free, go free. He said, no, 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 I play for the team, I play. We went to Western Sydney Wanderers, and it's probably the best defensive display from someone who sacrificed for the team, and that's Cass all over. He's very intuitive, he knows the situation, and he knows the moments when to go walk about. But I think he's taken five years off Millsy's career. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Adam Taggart, uh, Kenny, he's, he's now getting full games into his legs, which must be uh, make you feel pretty good. No doubt makes him feel pretty good. He's yeah. getting on the score sheet more often than not. Yeah. Um, where do you see him at at the moment? How much further, how much more does he have to give? How much improvement's left? No, I think there's more in tags. I think him and Keogh play so well. One drops in, one goes high. And they're kind of... They're starting to understand each other and do opposites, you know, they're both not flat and they're both not in. Uh, and, uh, and because of that, you, I think you saw for the goal, if you have a little look, I think if you look at Tag's movement, it was absolute quality uh, to, to, to finish. And both him and Keo have got that. It must be really difficult. You know, we see when we play the two up top that sometimes, uh, normally in the league there's one up top, so fullbacks tend to bomb. We're seeing now that fullbacks, because the two guys are on fire and Cassis coming inside, that... Maybe they're defending with a three and not, not leaving just uh, two to deal with one. So it, 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 it's less defensive for us as well, to be truthful. So it's, it's long may it continue. One last one. What are you aiming for now that you're past the halfway mark? You're, you're on the verge. The job. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say to get home safely. <laughs> <laughs> Lose a couple of kids. Uh, no, no, we're just focused on, on doing well. Uh, we're, we're, We've had a bit of a topsy-turvy season, and there's reasons for that. Um, but I think now you can see there's a real spirit amongst the guys, and we've got Tags Fit and Keogh and Castro, so we've just got to make sure those guys stay, stay well and healthy. And, and the big thing, I just want our lads to enjoy themselves, mate. That's all, honestly. Enjoy themselves and see where we end up.
That's a uh, nice way to think about life in general, Kenny. Um, what, boss? Uh, Kenny, I, I didn't want to ask you before the game, but I didn't think it was appropriate. I just wanted to ask about the Reese Williams situation. Can, can you shed any light on that for us? I think the, I think the speakers have gone here, boss. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Franco Colina effect. We understand. We understand, Kenny. We understand. Yeah. Thanks, Boz. No, no problem, no, buddy. Enjoy and the I don't win. mind your asking. I said that, but I hope you don't mind me answering. Not at all. Not at all. Not <laughs> I'm not answering pleasure. as it were. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Kenny, thank you. Cheers. Take care. Uh, let's have a look at the Alex Tobin Award points. The 3-2-1, the NAB Alex Tobin Award. We'll get back to Reese Williams. We, were, we haven't forgotten about the Marinkovic free kick as well, but uh, that 3-2-1, thanks to NAB, the man of the match uh, tonight. There you go. There's um, uh, Kenny Lowe with uh, the team from Fox Sports. Uh, Interesting stuff there from uh, Kenny Lowe. Interesting, saying... he went for six minutes and Muskie went for 90 seconds. <laughs> That's right. On his... Well, uh, yeah, you can tell who won and who lost there, yeah. Carlos. But uh, he was talking about Castro and how Would you just... let a guy run free in your team? Just run uh, livery? No, because the teams I used to coach were teams that battled hard. So we, I couldn't afford to let anyone have... That, you know, libero, you know, do what you want, free-spirited role. Everyone had to do their, their, the muck work, you know, going back and defending, and everyone had to uh, attack together. So I was more coaching Barnsley-type teams rather than the Real Madrids or so Barcelona. So just parked the... So everyone yeah. had there to was no be... room. There was no room for ball-playing centre-halves, put it that way, in my you, teams. Did you tap Bruiser on the shoulder and say, <laughs> Bruiser, I want you to take the penalties? Uh, tell you what, if there were any good player on the opposition, they'd be saying, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, Vinny. <laughs> you know what you've got to do. But, but seriously, <laughs> why, why did Perth Glory play so well against Melbourne Victory? Do you, have you got a theory on uh, that? No, look, all I could say on my, my little bit of experience playing the game, um, sometimes you just match up really well. Um, over a number of years against opposition. And opposition could be a you know, team that's tearing away at the top of the ladder, and you could be mid-table. Uh, but there's something about sometimes matching up against the team. I think it happens in all sports. And, um, and we see it across all sports too, that some teams, whenever they're playing a team that's better than them on, ta- on paper and they're uh, doing so well uh, you know, in that season, and you're not going so well, but on that one day, um, you make it difficult for them. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's like when Carlton plays Essendon, Rodrigo. It's a nightmare for <laughs> not, me. Not true at all. Oh, right. Yeah, I thought yeah, you were going to say the other way around. I'm just saying because Carlton always <laughs> seems to always lose. Yeah, I thought you were going to say the other way. Um, hey, uh, Melbourne Flair from Brett in uh, St. Albans. <laughs> That's not a bad one. South Melbourne Spirit and uh, the Tassie Devils. Yeah. Um, new A-League team, the Coonawarra Reds. Jeez. That's not bad there. Uh, happy I birthday. I don't know what Adelaide would think about that. But happy birthday, you're moving, Warren. Oh, thank you. You're moving Adelaide, United. Well, there might be to another, another team. And there might be another team in Adelaide, uh, Warren. Who knows? In South Australia, there's, um, you know, we've created one in Perth tonight. So, you know, we may as well do another one for Adelaide. Hey, if we've still got a bit of time here in the Diego's, if you've got a name of a team that, uh, you know, that you think uh, will come into the A League in the next couple of years, maybe we should still... do a fusion name. It's like Melbourne Gavrilova. Because <laughs> if she goes all the way, she's yeah. going to have a supporter base, and it just. You know, it could just take off from there. Well, she's mm. into the fourth round of the Australian Open. It's good it's to have a Aussie. She's going to need a couple of di- different sorts of strips too, Vinny. <laughs> yeah, you well, can't be wearing the same as the opposition. No, Put it that way. It's true. true. It's time to take a break now and come back with a little bit more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Hey, thanks for your company tonight on the final whistle. Just off the text message, Jaden, a new A-League team could be the Dockland Demons. Mm. And um, just here's another one on the game tonight. Um, incidentally, Perth Glory defeated Melbourne Victory 2-1. It's the time difference that stuffed it up for victory. Musket thought Wellington was two hours behind 
Melbourne time, and Perth yeah. was two hours in front of Melbourne time. It's about mm. timing, right? There you go. It's a, they think yeah. Muscat might have got it all wrong. At least they would have jumped on the bus and got there in time, not like Central Coast Mariners the <laughs> other night, who's still trying to work their way back from Amy Park mm. to yeah. Crown Plaza. Yeah. They're trying to look for Central Coast Mariners. Yeah. <laughs> they, they've lost the team. What about off the text here, Southern Sydney Slammers? <laughs> yeah, well, the team will be out of Southern Sydney, so that's... That's a nice one. Yeah, that yeah. Good. Hey, uh, games coming up, obviously, on Australia Day uh, Thursday. Melbourne victory take on Sydney FC. Now, we've talked a bit about it, but this is a big, big game for Melbourne victory now, given they've yeah. dropped uh, six points. Yeah. It, and I'll tell you, the form line for victory means nothing going into this game. Um, but, obviously... And also, you know, you've got to remember, they've dropped the, four, the six points in these last two games. But the City is still, what, seven points behind? Is mm. that right? Uh, six points, six points, six yeah. points behind. I mean, yeah. really, it makes. But no... if they happen to lose, and 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 if they happen to lose against Sydney and and Melbourne City do the business against Newcastle, oh, that yeah. could change. I yeah. mean, that's yeah, yeah that's no, a big if. Look, uh, the jet lag will be over. We'll be ready to win. Yeah, they are. They'll be fine. Absolutely. <laughs> jet lag coming from Perth, and uh, Newcastle <laughs> Jets take on Melbourne City on Friday. So big game for City as well, isn't it? What do you think? Huge. They, they'll, they should oh, City should do... Oh, I don't know, should, Newcastle. Newcastle, good team. Yeah, though. they are. So that's it for this week's show. Thanks for your calls and your text messages. Perth Glory doing the business against Melbourne Victory tonight uh, at NIB Stadium in front of 11,271. That's it. So remember, Carlos... We're Puerto Rican girls. Hang out. We're, we're there. there. We're you, Samba Rumba and La Bamba. We're, we're there. there. There are girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet. We're, we're there. there. Wherever gringos play football, we're, we're there. there. We are the Four Diego. Oh, there. Happy birthday, Warren! Warren.